Welcome back to episode 26 of the Rally Report podcast. Yes, I know I've been MIA for these past couple of weeks and some of you have been up my ass about it. I really got no excuse, just a couple of scheduling issues and you know, it's hard to get players, especially with the rigorous schedule they have, but bless this guy. Always incredibly responsive to me and really the guy who kickstarted this podcast and we just spoke about it right after before we started this, but I mean, so much, so much has happened since I've last interviewed you. So welcome back, Victor. How have you been? Thanks, Sean. Yeah, and I'm super happy to be back on the podcast. It's been a while, as you said, and yeah. I'm glad that was the first one. I'm glad I'm back. It means I, we did a good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could have shut down right after a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. This is no longer working. No, it's been great but, as well to, to follow the podcast yeah. and to listen to the other players and what they have to say. And I, have to say, sometimes it's been tough because I had school to work on, so I couldn't listen to mm. all of them. But it's always enjoyable, especially during the 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 January term when we don't have class, and so we have a yeah. lot of time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so with you, you just graduated, um, and you're back home now, right? Yeah, no, that's right. Just graduated a week ago. Uh, so how does it feel how does it feel to feels good I mean yeah it's still difficult emotionally to to process everything Mm. um I haven't felt down or nostalgic about leaving leaving the place uh just yet haven't realized it really um because it's been just great back home as well and I've like reunited with the family and uh, today, for example, my, my, my little sister was dancing, so I, I went to see mm-hmm. her and that was great. Uh, and I'm back home training with my dad, which is also very positive for my squash. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have time to reflect on, on the last, uh, the last few weeks at Harvard, but yeah, really happy to be home. Are you, um, do you feel, are you like right back into the swing of things right now? as like a professional player or are you having, are you taking somewhat of a, you know, loose couple of weeks before you get back into it? So I took, I took a loose couple of weeks, uh, during senior week and graduation because <laughs> I had a really busy schedule, uh, to finish yeah. the, the, the semester with the TOC tournament of champion, uh, end of, uh, end of, end of April, uh, yeah. and a few exams here and there. Uh, couldn't play the European Team Championship because of this, uh, and then took my exams, went to Egypt to play the World Championship because there's no way I was going to miss the World Championship, uh, and actually took my last uh, essay, final final essay exam. Uh, the night the deadline was the oh night my before my first round, so that was really stressful because I felt yeah. like <laughs> they didn't give you an extension on no, any of it. No, I mean I didn't ask for it. I just oh, oh, Victor, I, you I gotta ask to, for that. <laughs> it was my last essay, and uh, yeah. I was working on the plane, and it was going all right. So uh, I just finished gotcha. it on time, and then focused on world championship. Came back on campus, uh, spent the wildest uh, week in my life uh, during senior <laughs> during senior week. Uh, uh, any 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 stories you want to share? Uh, want any crazy I, or? Sh- I can't remember all of them, but <laughs> honestly, that's the right answer. I don't remember anything that happened uh, during that week. No, I, I do, I do. But um, yeah, went to went to all the 
all the party spots on campus that I could find with my friends. And, uh, and then in the mornings, we'd go to do some yoga just to make sure my body would uh, forgive Sweat me. out all the crimes from forgive the night before. Me, yeah. It would be like... It would be like party during the the evening, night, and then in the morning I would wake up, go to a yoga yoga place, get a honey ginger lemon tea, and then do my yoga, and then go back to sleep. And then wake up right in time for the next party. Yeah, but then the the week after it was commencement, so it was more official, yeah. and it was actually my first time um, attending a, a graduation, so I had no idea how. It would work out. My family was coming, so I also had to take care of them. Because I mean, my little sister, my little sister actually speak uh, good English, but oh, the rest okay. of my family doesn't really speak a word. So I had to be to be there for them, um, right. which was interesting. But it was it, it was cool to have them uh, there. Uh, I I did a few squash sessions with my dad as well, just to. Get him on the on the squash courts at Harvard because it's kind of <laughs> amazing for him to. It's great, such, yeah. Such a big facility because um, he hasn't traveled that much in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I've I haven't really played squash during those two weeks. So when I came back on Sunday, uh, we had a plan with my dad, and uh, we actually have a, a three three week training block before uh, Qatar Open at thirty k. Uh, end of June mm-hmm. and then I'll have the World Games in Birmingham Alabama because uh, I got selected to play uh, with uh, with with the French team it's an congratulations thank you thank you yeah. it's an individual yeah, yeah. competition but uh, you got to be selected so I'm happy to play the World Games for the first time and yeah I mean then it, it'll be the the end of the season and I can kind of uh, look forward to to the next season before we go into the whole PSA thing, the the damage you've been doing on the PSA tour right now, I just wanted to, we will touch on that because it's been nuts since I last spoke to you. I wanted to reel it back into what you've done to finish off your college career because it's crazy because I was listening to our first episode and there was a segment where we were going over like, oh, Victor, like what are your goals for the season? And, you know, you listed, you listed a couple, a couple of them out and then to, you know, have it be spoken into fruition see how, how you've done this this season it's crazy so i just wanted to you know talk about how you how you feel about it and obviously there has been some dramatic drama situations and i wanted to you know get your obviously your thoughts on it as well so just for context for the people who's list people who are listening victor had captured the both the team national title and the individual's title pretty much he won everything is how i would put it right now but let's. Why don't we start with the national championships? Because that was an insane. First of all, that was just an insane quality from both teams straight down the ladder. And your match against Andrew Douglas, I thought it doesn't get closer than that. But walk us through that comeback you you amounted from being. What was going through your mind? I mean, yeah. I mean, first, uh, remember when we did a podcast? My my goals were <laughs> definitely to win national team championship yep. and to win all my matches for the team and then to win the individual championship two weeks after uh which i which i did so i'm ob- obviously really proud to have achieved this uh for harvard and for the team my teammates my coaches uh, and everybody you know, all the alumni um but yeah no 
I mean, of course, we we got to talk about this match because <laughs> it's definitely a like a, a key a, a key match in the in the in the overall match uh, against Benz mm-hmm. in, in the final. Uh, but going back to the team championship, like the whole tournament, yeah. um, I felt like I felt like we we did a really good job. Uh, dealing with uh, the pressure and using our experience, mm-hmm. especially the top top five guys, to kind of um, le- lead the team through the final without having uh, too many hard matches, and, and that was really a key uh, because I mean I remember telling everybody after our semi final against Colombia, uh, and I was playing the eleven, we were playing on the on the right court. Uh, on the right, Glasgow one, two, three, and Andrew, um, Ali, and James were playing on the on the left court, and they had all mm-hmm. the crowd cheering for them. And while I was playing the eleven, I could feel the pressure of the pen crowd mm-hmm. cheering uh, for their teammates on the other court. They weren't even cheering on my court, and I was like, "Whoa, wow, wow. yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. really tough to concentrate right now." Uh, mm-hmm. And actually, it helped me a lot to kind of get rid of Velovan in, in three games quite quickly. Um, mm. and, and so I was prepared for that match against Andrew. We've got a big, uh, a long history of five, five setters uh, going back to right. under 13, under I mean, 15. You guys have, but as a, as of recent history, other than that match, you have been, it seemed like you had kind of figured him out. So were you kind of confident going into that in terms of your matchup with Andrew? Um, Probably a little bit, but yeah. to be honest, I'm never confident going in against against Andrew. I'm always expecting a a, a tough one. Whatever yeah. the result in the end, I'm always expecting to have a, a tough one, a, a match that can go to five games, a match that I, I can lose because uh, mm-hmm. it just has the the strength to beat me. Uh, and he he's got he's got he knows where to to where where it hurts uh, in my game. Uh, or he knows how to make me uh, hurt uh, on court. So um, no, I knew I knew it was going to be a tough one. I felt good going into the match. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, I usually like those matches where there's a big crowd against me because I kind of help me to get into my zone and kind yeah. of uh, just be as efficient as I can. And I started the oh, match really well, actually. Uh, I think I went five one, four one up, and then he came back. And and um, and he actually won the game. I think eleven four. So I didn't even win a, a rally after that. And I was like, "Wow, this is tough. This is not what you want." Because you just have the momentum now. And when Andrew's got the momentum, it's tough to to break it down. And then the ball mm-hmm. was being really really weird in that match. And Andrew kind of realized it very quickly and just hit, hit the ball so hard. And the ball would just like, just like fly on court, and and so that kind of added pressure to on me, and I I struggled to to adapt uh, quickly enough. But then, after losing two games, I remember being with Mike, and um, I didn't even know what was going on on the other courts. Uh, okay, was, I was going to ask you that if you wanted to know or not. No, which was probably a good thing. Knowing that we were in a really bad uh, position, and I don't think it would yeah. have helped me to kind of know that. 
yeah. but I just I, I just kind of uh, relax and be like I've got nothing to lose now. You gotta you gotta do everything in your power to 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 show up at least and 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 mm-hmm. stay on court for as long as you can and actually play a good good third game. I guess Andrew Andrew was uh, being a little tired, uh, going through a lot of. Uh, injuries or niggles during the whole season, and so I think physically, he was a little. Um, was did you a little did you notice? Did you notice a physical drop um, off? Did that register yes, with you? Yeah. Yes, I did. I, I mean, you can you can see it straight away when Andrew starts to head <laughs> uh, the team. Yeah, uh, that's usually when he because he he was also amazing in that match, hitting uh, hitting kill shots. Uh, one after another, like really close to the team, and they would all go in. And mm. so, one, once he started to hit the team, I was like, oh, "Okay, I've got this I, is my I've opening, my yeah, now. yeah, I got to take it." And then in the fourth game, uh, that's when that's when it happened, and he kind of went up, and and then uh, and then I don't know how I found how I found the how I found a way to break the momentum, but. But I did, and then I was back to ten nine, I think, and just like just played played the shots and won the won the game again. I don't remember if the decision was on the fourth or fifth game, honestly. Um, I mean, well, I mean, we can talk about the decision because honestly, there, there was just so much going on during the weekend, during that match, uh, after that match that I don't remember everything. Victor, do you, do you have you gone back and actually watched the entire entirety of that match or no? Uh, I did, but probably once, uh, and yeah. then and then I watched it again with my teammates. Uh, some parts of it, yeah. I watched it with Mike as well, just to review the match. Because uh, this is something you do, right? After every yeah, match, no, I, t- I, yeah, every match I kind of review the match uh, by myself with my dad and then with Mike as well, just to have uh, mm-hmm. the two the two different views. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I've got my notes on on my notebook, but you, <laughs> usually, so, yeah. usually I need to go back on my notes to kind of remember what was going on. And then that fifth game as well was incredibly tight. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I remember, I remember after after winning the third game that I knew I could win the match. And I didn't look back, even when I was down. Uh, even when I was uh, match ball downs, I just say like, I just wanted to keep going and 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 if he if he if he were to to win the match, he he would have to just like hit another another winner, uh, mm-hmm. which luckily he didn't because uh, he just hit so many of them during the entire match. So yeah, uh, I definitely had a, a little bit of luck on my side uh, that day, but we all need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a crazy match. I remember as well, we had the stoppage because some of the pen guys had to be removed from <laughs> the the upper side because yeah. they were just being um, unfair yeah. um, and disrespectful. But uh, I mean, it was just were so there were there any comments that they were making that that you like caught on to? Um, that day, I don't remember. Uh, that day, no, that day, I. I, I didn't listen. I was just so I focused. was just on my zone, yeah. so focused that uh, I, I didn't listen uh, to the crowd up there. Uh, there was just so many pen guys in front of me, uh, behind the glass bag that I didn't even have to to look up. 
um, but no, I remember when we played in January, uh, I was playing Andrew as well, and I was having a comfortable two love ten six up, I think, yeah. in the third, and then I lost that game, and then in the in the fourth, I was ten six up again, <laughs> and I remember one of the pen guys, not not the, the not his teammates, but yeah. like one of the pen spectator, teams, yeah. Uh, screaming! Uh, I remember. I remember you were ten six out uh, the last game, and you lost it. <laughs> oh, he screamed that! <laughs> and, and I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> just to like get in your of, head. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cut me off. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, okay, quickly going going back to that decision that yeah. like people are making such a ruckus of, um, which I think I've contributed as well with like anyone <laughs> having on. I'd be asking about what their thoughts were. But does no, which is fair. Does it upset you that people are constantly talking about it or you're like, guys, like get over it. Like it's, it's over. Like, why are we like harping through this? No, I don't. I mean, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, it's fine talking about decisions and, yeah. um, and I mean, I, I argue a lot about decisions when I watch matches. Like yeah. this week I was watching Elguna with my dad back home and oh my every time we would, we would argue about decisions and, like, and my dad would be like, "Yeah, I mean, the ref gave that decision. The video ref gave the same decision." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they're both wrong." They're both wrong. <laughs> in, in my in my opinion, it, it doesn't mean. I mean, maybe maybe may, maybe they're right, but like, I mean, in my opinion, they 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 weren't sometimes. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't mind that we talk about decisions. It's just that we can talk about it. As long as we want it, it's not going to change the decision. It's not going to change the <laughs> the result of the Victor's match. Victor's just so one. confident knowing that you guys and are going to make a difference. Makes, <laughs> ma- makes makes me happy to talk about it because the the decision went on my uh, on my side, and so yeah, uh, I, I won the match in the end. <laughs> that's I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is all that matters, I think. Like if I if I if I if I had lost that match. Uh, on that decision, maybe I wouldn't talk about it at all. Uh, I'd be like, okay, fine. Um, I actually lost the match. I think a month later, the British uh, Nick Wall uh, to Nick Wall on kind of like the same decision on the other side. Pretty, pretty. Ri- no, yeah, I think I know what you're talking. About. It was a pretty ridiculous decision. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> get um, one and I get one back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, um, but I, I wanted to now. I, Personally, I mean, if you want to go on this issue, I personally think that uh, it, it can be a no let, a let uh, it can be a conduct stroke if you if you decide that Andrew was blocking and so he needs to be punished. Like any decision Ooh, okay. can be different, yeah, depending on how you see how you see it. Uh, I see. I, I think that it's obvious that he goes forward, and so he definitely wants to uh, to make sure that I can't uh, go to a ball. Yeah. Uh, so that's my point. Uh, so you think you think the let was be, has the to re- be something else than a no let? It can't be a no let because he's just not giving me access to the ball. Okay. Uh, but that's how way that that's how I see refereeing as well in general. Hmm. Like if, if you don't give access to the ball, then um, no. Ma- at least oh, if, it's okay. int- if it's intentional, you should be punished in one way or another. And I mean, did you feel that was intentional? And that's specific. Oh, I mean, yes. 
Gotcha. Okay. Well, before I make you more uncomfortable with this entire decision thing, um, <laughs> I wanted to move on to the next next big thing for you at the time was individuals, which was coming up. And I know that was also one of your goals. And I thought this was really interesting, the mm-hmm. individuals tournament, just not only because of what everything else that was happening, but also with your finals opponent, um, really taking over headlines that like week of in terms of him making it to the finals of the Windy City Open, Yusuf Ibrahim. How did you feel when you were, obviously it was making so much noise in the squash community. How did that, did that affect your confidence or your nervousness going into the finals or not really? Um, I mean, I, I went to Chicago as well and I was right. just, I mean, I, I just lost first round. I was just so exhausted from the, the team yeah. nationals that I, I didn't even have the mental strength or physical strength to kind of play an entire match. I played one. Did you game feel like it was a bad move to play that tournament for you? I mean, yeah, in retrospect, yeah, I, yeah. Sh- I shouldn't have played. But once you enter, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna withdraw. Um, uh, we drew just because I feel exhausted mentally or physically. Um, yeah. I actually realized that it was a bad decision after I played the match, but uh, I went to Chicago and I did my, 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 my two practices before playing my match and I was actually feeling all right. Uh, yeah. It's just like I went, I went on court to play that match uh, against an opener. It was also very physical, very similar to, to Andrew. And uh, I just, there's a Cardina. Lionel Cardenas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't handle it uh, for one more match. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll go home. <laughs> um, but no, so I followed I followed the Yusef round to the final and I was kind of inspiring. Uh, mm. He he was just playing absolutely, I mean, brilliantly the, the whole tournament and deserved it. And I mean, every round I was like, Come on, go one more, yeah. one, one more round, so so that you can you, you can go to nationals and be a little a little <laughs> more tired. tired. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would help me. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, he he was gaining confidence one match mm. after another, and right, um, we were all waiting to, to 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 see how he would handle individual nationals, and because he's always been up and down uh, right. playing college squash. And so it, since it was his last year, uh, I knew that he was going to give it all and try to uh, win that yeah, it title. Was, it it was apparent. He, he, had, yeah. he doesn't have a, a, a college title to his name because he's just, I mean, he's just going to be vulnerable one, one day. So um, it, it's just, it, it's definitely difficult to not see his name on any of the, of the titles, but I was really just because he had done so well. I was just like looking forward to uh, to play against him and just see how I could uh, handle him on court. Um, but first, we 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 all players. I think we just wanted to see how he was going to handle his first day because on Fridays we we always have uh, two matches uh, mm. at, at uh, individuals, and that's always tough mentally. Kind of prepare for one match and then get ready for the second one. Right, uh, and he actually <laughs> handled them very, very well. So I was like, "All right, all right." I'm, oh shit! I'm he's he's gonna... yeah, he's in for this now. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't shit. It was like, "All right, great. Now make it to the final and let's yeah. let's play a good match." Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, I actually love playing against Yusef all the time because I feel like our 
I was a uh, game style kind of uh, all com complementary because he's going for so many shots and I, I kind of like going for shots, but I also like retrieving and defending and counter-attacking. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened during the match, I think. <laughs> I kind of always say that I'm happy that we play on the high team because I felt like <laughs> if we play on the lower team, I need to, I need to step up. <laughs> I need to step up physically to kind of retrieve uh, as many balls as I, uh, as I, as I did. Uh, but that was a brilliant match. And I think, that was I mean, insane. even if I had lost that match, I, I don't think I would have been uh, gutted. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I would have been gutted not to win the, t the, the, the title, but it's just like every time I... It's like the match I play against Yusef uh, at Princeton, for example. Uh, I lost that match and I was like, okay, fine, he was just better than me and mm. it's not much to... Uh, it's not much to be disappointed about. I mean, I could have been disappointed about being too low down, for example. But it's just a, every time I play with Yusef, it's really enjoyable. It's just free-flowing and yep. going for shots. I defend. Uh, he also, because he attacks so much, he also pushes me to attack more and actually step up. My game, I kind of step up and, and, and play even better squash. Uh, so, no, I, I like playing against Yusef. And yeah, no, that was... That was a memorable yeah. match to to finish my my college uh, career. Yeah, and it'll be crazy to see you guys now in the PSA tour. I mean, you guys are already <laughs> already have made up a charge of the rankings. But do you have a separate relationship with him? Like in terms of like, do you speak to him or not really? No, actually, we don't. We don't speak that much. Not yeah. because we we don't like each other. It's just <laughs> that we never really have a chance. And yeah. I don't know, he's in Princeton, I'm at Harvard, so we don't see each other that much, and we compare this as well. He's, I'm most of the time with the, the French players or mm. other, other players on the PSA tour, and he's with the Egyptians and, or on his own, so. Yeah. Um, no, we don't talk that much, but I, I appreciate him as a player. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more matches against him. I mean, I'm sure you guys will. I mean, it's, it's amazing, especially your year. Now, just having graduated, I mean, we just recently saw an El Guno with Ali, yeah. um, Ali yeah. making a charge up, and it's just fantastic to see. Yeah. Um, just wanted to quickly now transition into the PSA tour, which we need to talk about because I don't think people personally, I don't think people are giving you enough credit with the rise you've had as of late, just because of also with Yusuf's rise, but. <laughs> Why don't we start with that win over Paul Cole? Because it's funny because last time, again, I had you on the podcast. We were talking about the the draw situation, how you're always getting drawn against Paul Cole and how you were having a hard time against him. And then you, you win against him in Canary Wharf. Walk me through the emotions. How'd that feel and all that? Well, that was, I mean, that was definitely cra a crazy, crazy moment of my career. Uh, beating Paul at the Karen Wolf as well because that's that's a really special place as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it was my first time playing the Karen Wolf because it's the first time my ranking was allowing me to play that tournament, and it was during spring break, so most of my um, most of my friends were going on holidays, mm -hmm. and I was uh, in London. Yeah, <laughs> at in London playing playing the Karen Wolf, but I was actually really. Uh, um, Really excited to play Karen Wolf after winning the individual championship because I was actually on a good run. I was playing good squash, 
um, I was not being, um, I was having enough sleep with, uh, with, with school. Uh, I was doing well in school. So I, during spring break, I could really focus on my squash and that was great. Uh, so I went to, I went to London and I, I mean, I, I could actually have lost in the first round against Joshua Masters because I went, I went six slots down, I think, in the first game. And yeah. I was like, shit, I'm, it's actually a, a best of three, best of three format. You got to wake up. And I just, uh, I, I just told myself, like, if you, if you're going to lose that game, at least, like, make it tough. Mm-hmm. And I actually, uh, I eventually came back and felt like he was being impatient and, uh, getting physically tired. So took that game and then second game was much easier. Uh, mm-hmm. so I was playing Paul again, uh, which I knew him so well <laughs> by now. Um, and I think he had just won an event, right? He, yeah, he had just won Chicago before. Yeah. And I think there was a lot on, on his plate, uh, come back uh, home and, uh, competing again, uh, in Karen Wolf. And that was actually his first match, uh, on, on, on the glass court. And I had played, I had played a match before. And I would say like, sometimes when you play a match before, it kind of get you ready for that one. And you can feel like in the first game, uh, if a player hasn't played before, then it's going to take him a few few rallies uh, to kind of settle in and 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 feel good on court. And he was he was particularly like not stressed, but kind of uh, uh, off that day. And I felt oh. that in the first game, and I was really relaxed, and I was trying to uh, be more aggressive than I, I'm usually I, 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 I'm I usually am because uh, I wasn't going to be him in the in the back corners. Uh, and my shot went in, so I was like, "Great!" Uh, I'll take went it. Went out in the first game. Yeah. Kind of go stroke uh, at nine six or eight six. I remember uh, just like kind of guessing left or left instead of uh, left for the for a straight drive instead of cross court. And all of a sudden, I was ten six up and won the game. Um, and so I was like, "Wow! I only have one more game uh, to beat him." And I've always said as well that like. Because I had lost to him so many times, uh, I told myself, don't focus on winning a match. Just focus on winning a mm. game. And the day you'll manage to get a game out of him, maybe you'll have the, the confidence uh, or the belief that you can win. Uh, and so when I won that game, I told myself, all right, that's it. You won that game. Now you, you got to win the match. And yeah. you've got a chance because you find best of three. So that's actually better for you. Uh, he was definitely... He had to wake up in the second game, and uh, I was. It, it was actually a really tough uh, first part of the second game. He took the early like lead, he, from what I remember, right? He did, but it was also physically so demanding for me because mm-hmm. he just stepped up and played um, um, at such a rapid pace. And I was like, okay, stay in, stay in. You just have to stay in for one more game. So just give give it all. Um, and I eventually came back, and I think when I got close to to eleven, he kind of felt the pressure and kind of played two balls in the middle, um, and then that's it. Then can't do that against you, man. Then I, won the, <laughs> I mean, and then I, I won the game, and I was like, wow, that's it. I mean, I won against Paul, and that was yeah. kind of amazing, especially you, on that court, because yeah. 
I felt like the public, the crowd was very just, wow, what just happened? Yeah, like, in shock. <laughs> yeah, in shock. Because, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, even myself, I, I didn't know what to, <laughs> how to feel because it was just such a big, a big win for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I also told myself, like, you just beat yourself. He just beat yourself. Like, you, you can You're up there. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just a uh, it's just a matter of belief, and uh, I was just I was just at probably hundred twenty percent on that day. He was at seventy percent, and uh, and on the best of three format, uh, yeah, it just worked. It clicked. How do you how do you feel about the men's tour right now, especially at the top? Do you feel like certain players are running away with it, or do you actually feel like it's kind of an open field with anyone able to like take scalps? I feel like I feel like a lot of players can take scalps, and that's the that's the difficult part for the for the guys at the top of the game because mm-hmm. you can feel like as soon as they're not uh, in top form, then they they go down and lose uh, second, third, or quarterfinal in the quarterfinal, um, and it, it's it's just so difficult because if you play if you play someone like Making for example who's not at the top like he's not top mm-hmm. four but every player know that if he plays against uh john macon then it's just going to be such uh, such a it's going to be so hard to actually win the event because physically uh you'll be exhausted the the next uh, the next day what i'm most surprised of is how like how the world championship and Laguna this week yeah. uh the top guys actually made it to semifinals, uh, beating some, I mean, beating some uh, really tough opponents in mm-hmm. round three and quarterfinals, and physically they were fine. Uh, so I definitely think that some players can uh, take scalps, but the top four right now uh, is being very, very, very solid. I think. Yeah. Wait, as a, as a fan, I, Victor, I know you're a huge fan of squash as well. I wanted to hear your opinion about Sherbaggy. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of talks about him, with you know the the inconsistency of form he's been as of late, and then his performance in the World Champs in Alguna. Do you do you personally think he's completely back to his old form? Um, so I actually played against him uh, in Manchester yeah. at the Silver event, um, and I actually played a good match, though so I could actually beat him on that on that day. Uh, I w- we were one all, and I went. I was up on the in the third game, and he actually took it in, in the tiebreak, and then won the fourth game. And actually happened during the whole tournament. I think the next match he played against Yao, and mm-hmm. it was one all. Went into the tiebreak in the third game. He won it, and then won in four. Um, he he eventually lost against uh, Joel Macon in the final. Um, but during that tournament, I, the next day, because because it's the it's no college season anymore, I don't have that many players to play with uh, at Harvard, uh, and so so I was I, I had two more days in Manchester, and I was trying to play as many matches as I could, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, Shobagi had the day off, so I was like, hey, can if you want a, pra- a training partner, I'm here. Uh, oh, that's awesome! And we yeah, can yeah. Practice that day, and he was like, yeah, let's actually play two games. I was like, oh, I mean, yes, if you want to play games, 
I'll play games. So we played we played two more games on on his day off, and we we talked a bit as well. And I got I got to to understand more of his uh, his mindset and how he's doing uh, at the moment. And I I I think that he's got the the motivation to come back, and mm-hmm. his performance uh, at the World Championship show just shows that. He's he's among the best. He's still among the best, and I think he he'll make his comeback. It's just that physically and mentally, it's hard to keep the consistency. I yeah. think at his uh, at his age, but I think he's. I mean, at his age, he's not that that old. But <laughs> he's just been he's just been at the top since he's for for so long. I think he was at the top at twenty or twenty one. Yeah. That he reached his thirties, and it's like wow. Actually, have five, maybe five more years, right. uh, physically to compete. But mentally, it's just so tough when you, you've achieved everything you could in the in the game, and and so that's one most inspired of is how he finds the motivation to compete, even though he's he's won everything and he's kind of losing against players that he wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, lose on his uh, uh, best days. Yeah. Um, Gotcha. So I think I think he'll make a comeback. I don't know if he'll uh, be back in the top four because uh, I think he's going down next mm. month. Uh, oh, but, okay. Yeah, I, I guess he he might go down next month, but um, I mean it's crazy that he's been in the top. I think he's like ranked three yeah. till now. So I mean I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it back into the top three. I just think that there's so many young players right now who are kind of battling Hungry for that to- spot. Yeah, for the top four, and uh, as I said, like it's so tough to make it to to the semifinals uh, right now because you can you can get anyone from 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 five to 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 twenty, and it's going to be a tough match, and you can play them in the first round or second round. So yeah, um, so I think physically it's going to be tough for him, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. if he stays stays in in the top five, top four uh, for 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 a few years. Yeah, gotcha. And speaking of rankings, so you, Victor, you're ranked at twenty right now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you? Right. Do you know if you're moving up for next month or is it just uh next month, July? I mean, I haven't played right, yeah, okay. just yet, so you, it'll depend on how I do in Doha. Gotcha. Do you feel that you're playing? at your ranking level or do you think you should be higher in terms of the level you're playing at? I mean, <laughs> it, it's difficult because ranking is not really your level. Ranking is how consistent you can be yes, on right. during, a, during a whole season. And this season has been weird for me because my, I've, I mean, it's, I'm kind of gonna, going to repeat myself from uh, previous interviews, but my strength I've always been consistency. Mm-hmm. Like I've never beaten guys really at the top, but I wouldn't lose against guys uh, below my ranking either. So and this year and this season, especially this year or this semester, I got it all. I, I beat Polko and and Gawad. and Gawad. Yeah. And lost against Nicole and yeah. I remember in one of your post game interviews, you were mentioning this. Just, yeah. It's just difficult for me mentally to process this, mm-hmm. uh, to to be able to uh, find the consistency again, 
but also uh, kind of take more risk. I think that's why I would I wasn't uh, bidding the top guys because I was just being too respectful. Mm. Uh, I was playing my game, but I wasn't really taking any any risk. And on a good day, it can it can work. And I mean, Yusef showed it in Chicago. Uh, I don't think he's he he will if he if he if he if he's being that aggressive uh, on the court. I don't think he'll be able to win uh, every tournament that way. Like mm-hmm. He's definitely going to need to find more consistency. But on just on uh, during this week, he was just on fire with his shots. Yeah, and they were all going in. So. Um, I feel like if you if you feel good on day, then you should take more. I should take more risk and kind of go short and and win my uh, get my winners uh, winners ratio up. Um, but going back to your question, I, I've, I'm not really thinking of rankings these days because I was still playing uh, college squad yeah. and I was in college uh, finishing my degree. Uh, my goal this this year. This season, my goal was to stay in the top 25. So um, when I made it in January uh, into the top 20, being 20 in the world, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, first it's going to be tough to uh, keep that ranking because you're not going to play for, for two mm-hmm. months. And I, I actually went down three spots to 223. Um, and I actually, and I did, I did pretty well the last few months to get my ranking up again. But there's still a few, few more months. Uh, to go and if I'm top 25, I'll be to to stop my like full-time professional career. I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, starting next season, I'll definitely. It's, yeah, people for, better be for, on the lookout because. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're feeling incredibly excited about it. Just now being a completely professional. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I, I love being a, a student athlete. Because in terms of efficiency, mm. uh, it's just the best. Because you you know you, you you don't have any free time, so you just do the best to optimize your day to make sure you get your schoolwork done, and then um, go to a squash courts and and get your training done as well. Um, and so you really don't have any any time to spare. Uh, and, and even when I'm in tournament, I I've always liked to kind of um, study until maybe two hours before my match, sometimes an hour, and then and then just like play my match, and I wouldn't be stressed about about the match because mm, I didn't have thought about it uh, yeah, yeah. before. But on the other hand, I wouldn't be doing all the analysis that I usually do before before playing the match. I didn't I didn't do the mobility and and stretching workouts that I was uh, really enjoy to do in the mornings. Um, that's why I was actually doing yoga during those two weeks <laughs> so that I could remember the the pose and <laughs> and do them uh, right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I just have so much more time to recover. That's the, that's the most important thing is that I can just give so much more on court because I know that I have time to recover. Uh, the, the the same day and, and, and during the night, um, gotcha. And do plenty of other things, I think. Yeah. Well, um, Victor, I'm gonna now move on to something that I do all the time. But being that you were the first guest on this podcast, I was not prepared to do this. But it's the quick fire segment. If you would entertain me on this, just to get to know you a little better and something a lot of squash related stuff as well. 
But to start it off, I'm going to do first question is if Victor, you're 10 love down in the fifth game, are you the player to go for it or play it out? If I'm 10 love down? Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely play it out. Play it out. How about if you're 10 love up? I'll definitely try to win 11 love. (laughs) No. Um, next is thought. I mean, I feel like I know the answer. To it this. was it, it was your question, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't give points away. It's like if you if you want a point, you got to earn it. So I think it's more respectful than actually just giving a point giving away. a point to your opponent, quitting <laughs> the serve app. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on best of three? I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this, but. <laughs> I'm actually not a fan. Not a, oh, okay. Because um, I, because I like the endurance part of the game. Yeah. And you're definitely losing that in the in the best of three format. But there's going to be more upset. And as an up and coming player, I like this. But once I'll be at the <laughs> once top, you're established, then you take it <laughs> yeah, out. Like, back to best of five. <laughs> no, I still think that best of five has more uh, merit. Yeah, uh, to the game, uh, but I'm still open to kind of um, have more tournaments in the best of three formats. Moving, shifting to kind of what tennis is doing today. I see. I think I had Greg Marsh on, and I asked this question, and he said something interesting about he thinks everything should be best of three that's not platinum level, similarly to yeah. tennis, and have everything in platinum be best of five. But that was like an interesting, different, unique take. But are you a fan of just like the current system that they have right now where they do dabble in a couple tournaments of best of three? So I actually don't like the fact that it's the best of three formula and then the semi and final or just the final is best of five. Yeah. I think that once you, once you like in your, in your head, you're telling yourself like that's the best of three. I think it's better. If it should be consistent. Best of three for, for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. I think it's more consistent. It's better yeah. for the crowd as well. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, kind of like the tennis, tennis. Uh, yeah. I think it's cool. What are your thoughts on softball doubles? I've never played. You've never played? No. I've never. Is played that something that would interest you to represent France in the future? Um, or you think you're going to say hardball doubles or just regular softball. doubles? Regular. Yeah. Uh, oh, softball. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't think I will be a good player, so I don't think I would play the game. I don't know. Your uh, uh, top, spin, top spin backhand looks pretty lethal. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a good yeah, shot. Yeah, but I'm not dump. really a reacting player. Like, I'm not really good at reacting quickly. Uh-huh. And, and they, they're also hitting the ball really hard, and I don't think that's, that's how I enjoy playing squash. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I definitely would like to see softball double kind of develop and 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 get more more hype like have yeah. more players playing it um and like again like tennis like kind of have if players are not that great at um like um, normal squash and they want to earn more money why not play a softball uh, right. double yeah um yeah if, when I meant that great, I meant not that great to earn enough money for a living. <laughs> it's really not that great. But, I wasn't trying to be condescending. <laughs> um, if you if 
if you were to pick, who would you want as your partner for doubles? For doubles? Yeah. Has to be a French player. Has to, no, it, it can be anyone. Um, and a male player, I guess. If you, it could be it could be female or male. I think it's female. I'll take Gina. Yeah. Um, if it's male, I'll probably take. I mean, I'll probably, if he's French, I'll probably take Gregor just because yeah. he retrieves everything. <laughs> uh, or or Patrick Rooney, I think. You think? Oh, Patrick Rooney's good. Patrick, Patrick yeah. would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then Victor, what are your thoughts on commentators for squash? Are you have you been liking it? Um, so I don't like that commentators are overruling uh, referees on decisions. Oh, oh, do you think that's as if as if they have the knowledge and the decision? I mean, their opinion is the one that we should uh, um, kind of agree with. Because like we all no. thinking of, we all thinking of. Oh, what was the decision? Do we like it? Do we agree with it, or do we think it was a the wrong decision? And then you you hear the commentators kind of giving their own opinion yeah. as if like, well, they're the only one to to be able to give it because they 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 are the commentators. But I think that just for the referees. Uh, they should not like overrule them. That is that is interesting because they are very kind of, uh, um, outwardly yeah. spoken about. They're like, oh, that's yeah. wrong. Which is which is fair. Like it, they just passionate when they commentate, and so they yeah. just give their opinion. I'm not sure that's great for the sport. I'm not sure that's great for the referees because that kind of uh, promote uh, uh, bad bad language then on social media. Because if if the if the commentators say that that was a bad decision, then everybody can go on social media and say that, wow, this decision was so shit, right? yeah, and say in in a bad language, and I think that is bad. But, yeah, no, that's um, a good point. That's a really good point. It also loses I credibility. Think would, I think it would be better if they try to explain why the referee gave that decision, because like. You can always say that decision was wrong, but you can also always explain why the referee gave that decision. Like there's mm. always a explanation behind it, and usually you you can disagree with that explanation. But if you give an explanation, then like it's difficult it's difficult to argue against. Yeah, like, it's either you agree or disagree. But if there's an explanation, then that can still make sense. That's an excellent point, I think. No, I think no one's brought that up. Do you think you'd be interested in jumping on that commentator's booth? No, I think some people would be better than, than I am. But I like that Lisa. I, I really do, yeah. I think uh, it's great that she's of, been uh, Yeah. She's she's been great. And I think I think we, we need we just need more diversity. Mm -hmm. Like I like I, I like the I like the commentators today, but I just think it's better for the the viewers just to listen to different different people do you, do you have and then anyone and maybe some I, I i mean it's difficult to say when they haven't been on squash tv true, yeah. commentating uh, but i definitely think that you could be uh <laughs> in there and kind of no but i think like i don't know if you want to do it i'd like, love to do it yeah yeah that'd be you awesome. would you would entertain uh viewers that 
would probably not be entertained by uh, Joy Barrington and, mm-hmm. and uh, PJ. Yeah. Um, you would probably entertain a, a younger audience, right. maybe, or a college squash audience. Um, something just bringing like more diversity to different types of people. Yeah, yeah. just like bring more diversity. Uh, younger people, older people, uh, retire, um, former players, yeah, um, coaches. Um, just everyone has a story to give, or everyone has an insight on what is going on during the match, and I think, I think that's great to add more diversity. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, what are your thoughts on nicknames for PSA players? And Victor, what do you think your nickname should be? Uh, I don't think I'm the one to. Decide on my <laughs> Wait, have, has anyone mentioned a nickname for, about you? No, Joe is still. Uh, That's so ridiculous, concerning the rise you've had. Uh, they need to give you a nickname. I think he's. I think he's though about the bulldog or the French bulldog or something. The French like bulldog. That. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, it's just like the bulldog is the yell mascot. So, so it's and, uh, conflict of interest there. <laughs> so it's conflict of interest, but I, I, I think it's a good one though. I yeah, it's a good one. I mean, dude, there are so many good French this. ones. So it's yeah, the French players usually have really I'm good. I'm sure. Nicknames. I'm sure you can you, you can find something else. <laughs> but do you do you like the nicknames in general? Yes, I like that we we give nicknames. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. That's um. And what are your? Do you think you'd be coaching post career or now? I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. I like coaching, but I like coaching usually kids. Mm. And kids that are motivated, like kids that actually want to play squash. Yeah. Uh, not those that, I mean, I, I, I just, there they are other coaches for those players, but I don't want to coach uh, kids who are just playing squash to kind of play a sport uh, once or twice a week. Like, that the would committed. be the kind of coaching that I want to do. Yeah, I would like committed kids that want to play squash. I see. Uh, not... Not, not professionally, uh, but at least in having a good junior career. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of spicy ones now. Victor, who do you think is the most underrated player on tour right now? Uh, haven't prepped for, for this part. <laughs> <laughs> haven't thought about it. Uh, underrated player. Man, this is hard. Um, Underrated player. His ranking, his ranking is not as as good as his as, level. That's yeah. Kind of the let's let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Definition. Uh, well, then definitely Ali, Ali Abu, Ali. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be up there pretty soon. Now I have to ask, uh, most most overrated player on tour. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> no, but I don't even know, like. I'd say one, let's say one guy that is at the top, uh, and that, that just makes me angry <laughs> that I'm not above him. Like, for example, uh, like, like the thing, the thing is that I, 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 I I'm going, I'm going to say that they're overrated, <laughs> but sometimes they just make some like really good, really good, um, they just get some really good wins. And so it's difficult to say that they don't deserve uh, it because I definitely do. But like, Miguel I, I knew you were going to say his uh, name. <laughs> the way you were building this up. <laughs> no, but like he's, he's got some like really good wins, especially at the British. Yeah. He always do so well. But I still think that, I don't know. 
It's, so there, there, there I, I got the like headliner. He's, he's beautiful. Vic, Victor thinks Miguel Rodriguez is overrated, period. Just end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'll probably play him for the first time and get chopped. So. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. With, um, I, I do. It, it's a thing but of inconsistency. For example, you did make him. Yeah. And you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> I didn't watch the match, so oh, I can't that say was, that. I, I was confused. I was very confused with what was going on. But then on. He's, been, he's been losing first round and second round. For, hey, he recently for, lost for, out to Kandra, Rafael Kandra. Yes. Which is also another player <laughs> who can play so well and then and then also lose against some yeah. uh, low-ranked players. Um, well, that's awesome. I just got two names out of Victor for overrated. Uh, yeah, you that, was, that was better than expected. <laughs> yeah. um, now, enough, uh, enough giving you stress on the spicy questions. I'm going to move on to some life-related ones. <laughs> Victor, if you're shipwrecked on an island and all your basics are covered, what are the two things you bring with you? Um, I'll bring... No, I was going to say a swimsuit, but I can, I can swim naked, <laughs> so that's fine. If need uh... be. <laughs> Uh, is food supplied on yeah, the island? Yeah, all the basics. Got you covered. Oh, all the basics. Sorry, yeah. sorry. All the basics are supplied. Um, then the library, just books. Big, big scholar. <laughs> yes, yes. No. Yeah. That'll be that'll be my my passion uh, on the on the squash dwarfing. Just, just reading, reading books. books. Are you like a big fantasy um, novel guy, or what no, type of books do you like? Uh, actually academic books oh wow um stuff where i'm gonna learn stuff or memoirs i see i love memoirs do you have a favorite favorite Um, one favorite memoir i just read the trevor noah memoir and i just think that everybody should read it oh i think i have read that one uh as a freaking uh comedian yeah i have read i have read his book it's actually a crazy his life story is insane Uh, it's insane It could be, it could be a movie. It's, um, yeah, it's, um, people should read it. But there, there's also so much to learn about life and, and the history of South Africa and, mm-hmm. and how he makes comparison with the U.S. as well. It's yeah. just very funny. Uh, gotcha. But no books and then more food. <laughs> just more food. Do you have a favorite food? More... It's just French food? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bread. Bread. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> Bread and butter. <laughs> Pretty um, simple man out here. <laughs> yeah, just bread and butter. What would be your best and worst purchase you've made? Uh, best purchase. It's funny because I don't have them on on me right now, uh-huh. but my AirPods. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, is it charging? It's actually my. No, I gave them to my sister oh. uh, for her dancing uh, competition. Gotcha. Uh, it's like okay, you can you can take them. You can have them. And I was like, damn, I'm with Sean on the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I took her uh airport. Oh wait, those are those are <laughs> those are ancient stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um and then worst purchase. I just think they, they're so useful anywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, and especially as a professional squash player. Traveling on airplanes? Or whenever you travel. Yeah. Not even on airplanes, waiting for the airplanes and not having to listen to everybody's conversation. <laughs> That's a big one for me. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I like to be on my own when I travel. Don't actually, talk so. to me. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'll be really respectful to people, but I, I don't like talking when I travel. I like being on my own. Yeah. 
Uh, the worst purchase. Um, the thing is, I try not to purchase too many things because mm-hmm. I know I'm. It's going to be a compulsory thing, like something I'm just gonna keep 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 buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but yeah, I was trying to find. I was trying to find something where I could put my phone on so that I could uh, videotape my uh, my yeah. uh, college challenge matches every Monday <laughs> with my teammates. And I actually found something on Amazon. And you always find stuff on Amazon they, and then they yeah, don't they, work. Yeah, it sounds like um, Amazon. <laughs> but it's like something that you clip. You can clip it. Uh, it was actually for in the car, so you could clip it on top of your car uh, and kind of watch something. Yeah. Which should be illegal, but. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was like, okay, that'd be great. I can actually clip it on the, on the, on the glass back and kind of turn it so that I can, I can have a view on, mm. on the squash court. Mm. Actually didn't work out. It was so. it just not, did it not work? It, it, it's just, it's just too weak. So uh. whenever I would put the phone on, phone on the camera, then the clip wouldn't work. It would just fall down. Oh, so. okay. Sounds like Amazon. Does sound yes. like Amazon. Um, Victor, are you more of a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? Neither. Both. Oh, you like both? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I drink tea in the morning and then coffee after lunch. Oh, wow. What is your alcohol drink of choice? Uh, actually, became very American, but just a few. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how you hit, you said that with um, with disappointment. Uh, I mean, no, I like it. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. Oh, that's funny. What is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> is it people talking to you? Um, no, no, that's not that's not one. I actually like talking to people. Just not when I travel. Um, biggest pet peeve. Actually, when I'm in the streets and I'm walking and and people are in their car driving and they just keep, uh, how do you say, horning. Oh, yeah. I just hate that. I just feel like if something bad happened, it's just, it just happened. Like yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to do I it. I think they're particularly worse than that in the States. I think the, the, yes. the aggressiveness yeah. just notches up. Like, yeah, it's. And then. Few weeks ago, I got into Uber to go to the airport, yeah. and the guy was actually honing all the time just to say, "Hey, I'm here, I'm here," like like in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's gonna pass someone, so he horns so that the guy knows that he's passing him. I'm like, hey, yeah, like, you've got mirrors. <laughs> all right, well, you know, I'm gonna wrap it up there, folks. Shout out to Victor again for hopping in on this for me. I had an absolute blast doing this. So, yeah, thank you to you. No, thanks, John.